Welcome to the True North Collective Podcast. True North metaphorically means your true center. If you follow Christ, then your true north is the direction that leads you to the heart of God. This podcast is about navigating through youth ministry, culture, parenting, dating, marriage, and all that life has to offer. Navigating through those topics in the direction that lands at the heart of God. And now for your host of True North. What up? Back again. Ayo. I know it's been a while. Thanks so much for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. Yes, you are listening to the True North Podcast. All right, so, so much to... uh, so much to catch you up on. So much to catch you up on. Um, I'm so excited that I'm hitting the microphone on accident. Sorry about that if you're listening, which I know you're listening. Anyways, so I saw this quote, or not this quote, excuse me. I saw this tweet by a pastor that I follow, uh, which, yes, I mentioned the word tweet. So Twitter is still kind of a thing. In this tweet, he quoted a scripture and then gave a one-line commentary on it, uh, which is really good. But anyways, here it is uh, in a nutshell. It, the scripture, and then the then the quote. Luke 23, verse 22, Pontius Pilate said, I have found in him, talking about Jesus, no cause of death. And then here's the quote, Indeed you did not, for the cause is not in him, but in us. Woo! Let me say that one more time. Pontius Pilate said, I have found in him, talking about Jesus, I have found in Jesus no cause of death. That's what he told the people. In Jesus, there's no reason to, for him to die. And the pastor says, indeed, you do not find a reason in Jesus for him to die because the cause is not in him. It is in us. Ooh. Start your day off with the gospel. Start your day off with that why, the why, the, the, the reason that God gave his life for you. And let that reinvigorate, let that reignite the purpose that he has placed within you. Woo, man. Mm-mm-mm. Man, that's good. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. So uh, I hope you've had a great last few weeks. In this country, we've had all kinds of, I mean, 2020 has been a year like no other. Um, I mean, so much to get to. Let's, uh, let's, let's immediately go straight to the woke moment of the day. All right, if you haven't heard, Jefferson County Grand Jury, Louisville, Kentucky, indicts former officer Brett Hankins with three counts of wanton endangerment in first degree for bullets that went in two other apartments, but nothing for the murder of Brianna Taylor. Yes, you heard that correctly. Um, One of the officers has been charged with wanton endangerment in the first degree, for bullets that went into other people's apartments. Not Breonna Taylor's, not the murder of Breonna Taylor, not the bullets that went into her. Nope. It's been charged for the bullets that have gone into other people's apartments. When I first heard this, my, um, I think it was Wednesday night. We had just got home from youth service, had a great youth service. I was washing dishes and loading, you know, remaining dishes in the dishwasher. And my wife was like, oh, my gosh. And I said, what's wrong? And she read that report to me. And I said, I would not want to be in Louisville, Kentucky tonight. I wouldn't want to live there, period. But definitely not with what's going on right now. Um, 
to say I saw this coming, we all saw this coming. It's expected, but at the same time, I was hopeful that justice would be served. But um, once again, once again, uh, looks like Jim Crow gets the last laugh. Looks like Jim Crow gets gets to get away with this one. Choose my words wisely because um, words have power. Words have uh, life. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So therefore, I don't want to create anything, speak anything into existence. That could be negative. But at the same time, um, this was not right. Still is not right. I encourage you, please do not shy away from this conversation with your coworkers, with your family members. I'm not asking you to get into a heated argument. I'm not asking you to to uh, to quote the the black commandments. I'm not asking you to do any of that stuff. I'm just asking you not to shy away from this this uh, conversation starter because at the end of the day, big change is made up of a million small changes. You know, one of my favorite things about the show, A Million Little Things, um, in its very first season, we stopped watching it um, just because life happened. We got busy and and lost interest. But one of the things I loved about that show was uh, towards the end, or maybe in the middle, I'm not sure, but one of the characters said, maybe that's what friendship is about, or maybe that's what life is all about. Life is a million little things. Apply that concept, apply that statement to to just change in general. Change starts. Um, change isn't just one big colossal thing. Change is a million little things prior to the event. It's it's a million little things that add up that equal a big change. So conversations with your coworkers, conversations with your family members. I encourage you to do that. Seek uh, seek solutions that produce reform in your mindset and the letting go of stereotypes and the jokes and what's expected from people of color. Seek solutions of reform. Man, can't believe it went down like this. <sighs> wow. That's your woke moment of the day. So if you've been rocking with me, uh, several episodes ago, I gave a music uh, recommendation called Man of Your Word by Maverick City. It's good, all right, for real. It's real good. One of the writers and performing artists in the song, KJ Scriven, he released a five-minute video on IGTV um, explaining um, a little controversy about uh, about the song. It's a great song. I love it. I rock out to it. I vibe to it. I worship to it. I am encouraged and inspired by it. 
Uh, and I know several, several people that do. I know several churches and worship teams that rock the song. And anytime like I see a church post that they are singing it, I'm like, I'm instantly liking it, watching it, sharing it. Um, but at the same time, the other side of the coin, I know several Christians that have a problem um, with one tiny little line in the song, which says, you're a man of your word. You know, because if you didn't know this in the Old Testament, um, in Numbers, literally says, God is not a man that he should lie. So people, I've, I've personally had a conversation with people where they're like, okay, if God's not a man, then why are we singing? He's a man of his word. And many people have reached out to KJ and Chandler Moore about these, um, about the same issues. So KJ released this five-minute video, and I encourage you to go watch it because I'm not going to go over all the points. I want to go over the last point, which is my favorite. So spoiler alert, if you if you want to stop right now, go watch that, and then finish this, I'm giving you the time to do so now in three, two, one. All right, here we go. So my favorite point that KJ brings up is something called anthropomorphism. Anthropomorphism. Say it with me one more time, super slow. Anthropomorphism. So there's this point he talks about. It's called anthropomorphism. It's when you apply human characteristics on something that is not human in order to express the nature of the intended subject. So one example would be um, if we're, before we even get to a biblical anthropomorphism, one example would be your refrigerator is running. Pretty sure a refrigerator cannot run. All right, humans can run. So, but at the same time, we're not saying that, or you're not saying, you know, a refrigerator can get up and run. Literally, you're saying a refrigerator is working. It's operating. It's cooling the way it's supposed to, you know. So biblically, let's talk about a biblical anthropomorphism. Um, example would be Psalms 89 Verse 13, literally David said, talking about God, you have a mighty arm, strong as your hand, high as your right hand. Now, God's a spirit. Therefore, he ain't got a right hand. Is this a bad scripture? No, it's not a bad scripture. Literally, the purpose of this is to express that, um, that God is powerful and full of glorious strength. All right. So let's talk about the song, Man of Your Word. Famous line, you're a man of your word. It's a anthropomorphism expressing how solid God's promises are and how faithful God is to his word. Because you think about it, in this lifetime, especially this year, 2020, COVID-19, everything, like everything is up in the air. There is there is no consistency. Uh, there is nothing but inconsistency. There is nothing but misdirection. There's nothing but lies and back channel activity going on. So out of the sea of all this stuff that's happening, it is it is it is a relief for God to remind us that his words are tried and true. How true are they? Here's how true God's words are that he's a man of his word. If he said it, it's enough the fact that he said it, that's more than enough for us to believe it. We can believe it just because he said it. Why? Because he's a man of his word. Because nobody else can 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 put, you know, it's like when you were a kid. 
and you told a story or you told something, they'd be like, no, that didn't happen. Put it on something. Put it, put it on something. And you'd be like, I put that on my mama. And I never put stuff on my mama. Like, I would always like, I put that on some pizza. Put it on a slice of pizza. I put that on my orange shoes. I put, like you, like you were banking. You're like, listen, what I'm saying is true. If it ain't true, then you get to have this. Literally, God puts everything in his word. He's like, listen, if it ain't, if my words ain't true, then everything else will fail. Heaven and earth will pass away. Heaven and earth will fail if my words aren't true. But guess what? My words are true because I'm a man of my word. Is he a man? Literally, no. But it's an anthropomorphism because the writers want you to know how faithful is God? He's a man of his word. How loyal is God? He's a man of his word. When people are, when the world is going crazy, God's a man of his word. He's faithful. He's tried. He's true. He's sure. He's solid. When people are dying left and right, God's solid. He's faithful. He's tried. He's true. When people are turning their back against you, God's faithful. He's tried. He's true. He's solid. He's a man of his word. If he said it, you can believe it. You can trust him. You can go to the bank with his words. You can put your life in his hand. Because he's a man of his word. I ain't trying to preach to you, but come on. So I encourage you, if you haven't listened to that song, please go check out Man of Your Word by Maverick City and let it bless you. Changing speeds one more time. I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about cancel culture. Let me, let me start off with the story. So the other day at church, I was talking to a friend of mine, and you know, she was talking about how she was binge watching um, a show. And she's like, "Oh wait, I'm still on Netflix. Don't tell anybody. Shh, keep it on the DL." I was like, "Girl, you good? I promise. Like, we still have Netflix." You know, because if you didn't know right now, one of the trends within um, Christians is to, um, and I think there's some non-believers that are doing it too, but there's this trend to not, um, to, to, to cancel Netflix. Um, if you haven't heard, Netflix is promoting this show. It's called Cuties, um, which promotes uh, pedophilia, um, pornography, child pornography, molestation, um, all that dark, dark garbage um i mean like please do not watch that do not watch it and spread the word um but netflix is promoting it um yes it is in the mature audience section but still we all know that when teenagers and kids see anything on screen with people their age immediately they're hooked and they will watch it and that's something that one kids don't need to be introduced to two adults don't need to be looking at that and three it doesn't need to be in the world unfortunately it is in this fallen world but still it does it's not right so you know within the church world there are a lot of people that are canceling netflix they're saying if we band together you know if enough christians leave netflix they'll take it off i don't know if that's true or not i'm not netflix i can't speak for netflix but i will say this what i what i want to bring about what i want to hopefully steer you true north is convictions say it with me convictions what i hope that you the way i hope you live this life the way i'm trying to live this life is 
convictions. See, convictions are, uh, you can tell a person's actions by their convictions, all right? We, we merely make actions based off our convictions. At least we are supposed to. Now, the problem with this world is a lot of times people will take their convictions and compare them to what's trendy, all right? And if there's no difference, if there's nothing, uh, if, if the convictions don't look like what's trendy, then a lot of times they'll take, a, take an eraser to their convictions and copy what's trendy and paste in their convictions. And that's dangerous. That is a dangerous way to live this life. That's a dangerous way to follow God. That's not accurately following Jesus. Please live this life not based off of what's trendy, but based off of your convictions. If you are convicted to the point that you know you don't need to keep Netflix because Netflix is a hindered to your walk with the Lord, then get rid of it. But get rid of it because you feel convicted. Get rid of it because the Lord is leading you to do so. Get rid of it because his spirit is influencing you to do so, not because brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so and uh, celebrities are getting rid of Netflix. If you keep Netflix, please keep it because you you're... Your convictions give you the okay to do so. Don't keep it because, well, you know, these celebrities are keeping Netflix or my coworkers are keeping Netflix, so I'm going to keep Netflix. No, you got to go with your convictions. You got to be led by the Lord. You got to be led by his spirit. We, the Melton household, we don't feel convicted with keeping Netflix. In fact, we are getting rid of our cable, so therefore we are going to need Netflix, um, Hulu, and Disney+. Plus. So, but at the same time, just like I gave you a warning before I started this, you know, went down this this path, which is, you know, when we see uh, when we see dark stuff, when we see demonic stuff like that, we warn people. We tell them, hey, there's this show called Cuties. Don't watch it. Here's the reason why. Da, 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 da. And that's that's accurately balancing it out, being led by the Lord, but also not giving in to the trends. Am I saying the people that are canceling? Uh, Netflix are wrong? No. I'm not saying that at all. I applaud them for doing that because guess what? They're convicted, so they're doing it. And that's the way we should live. Like, the Lord will tell us what to do and what not to do if we listen to Him. Don't listen to trends because guess what? I'm a youth pastor, so I've learned this over and over again. Trends, they fade away and they fade away fast. Fast. But you know what is solid? You know what's tried and true? God, because he's a man of his word. <laughs> I want to leave you with this question. One of my favorite authors, I always quote him all the time, James Clear, author of Atomic Habits. If you have not checked the book out, what are you waiting on? Go get it, all right? Um, but anyway, he asked this question, and I'm going to ask you because when I read it, it hit me hard oh my god so hard in fact like i'm trying to i'm trying to yeah it's it's yeah it hits there we go as the as the young kids say it hits all right uh here's the question if you keep living the way you are what will your life look like in 20 years sometimes we need patience sometimes we need action let me say the question one more time if you keep living the way you are what will your life look like in 20 years sometimes we need patience sometimes we need action
I encourage you. This is something I'm having to ask myself and reevaluate what I do currently because 20 years from now, I don't want my life to look like what it looks like right now, 20 years from now. Not saying my life is bad or anything, but that means that I would have done the same thing um, and not produced any any different of a result, which is not good. 20 years from now, I won't. There's certain things, there's certain goals, personal goals, ministry goals, family goals that I have set in my mind that I need to convey as uh, to my family, uh, but not only to my family, but also back to the convictions thing earlier. I make, I need to make sure that they line up with what God has planned for my life. Seek God. He is wise. He will give you wisdom on how to plan your life. But remember, it's not always going to be taking action at some time or another. You will need to be patient. Speaking to myself as well. So let me say this again and we'll be done. If you keep living the way you are, what will your life look like in 20 years? Sometimes we need patience. Sometimes we need action. Thank you so much for tuning in to True North. We hope you'll join us again next time.